Tonight, for our study of God's Word, we're going to turn to the Psalms, to Psalm 77. Psalm 77. And we'll be reading all the verses of this psalm. Psalm 77, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and He will hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. You, with your arm, redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water, the skies gave forth thunder, your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind, your lightnings lighted up the world, the earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. With the sadness and the tragedy of the news of Reverend Dykstra's death, uh, I could not uh, focus on the text I had planned to preach for tonight. I certainly don't know the details of what took place but it is very likely, it's very common in these times, people said, we had no idea. We didn't know. This was unexpected. And as I thought about that and was doing my studying this afternoon, I thought, perhaps there are those here tonight who are at that same place of desperation who, from all outward appearances, might seem fine, but are struggling within. And so, I needed to turn to the Word of God um, for my sake, but perhaps also for your sake. What do we do 
in times of struggle? What do we do when we get, we get so desperate we don't know where to turn? When, when, when questions arise in our mind in unexpected tragedy, we say, where is God? Does He still really care for us? Now, we know that there are tragic deaths every day. This one touches our federation. It touches our ministers. It touches one of my colleagues. How do we deal with these difficulties in life? Where do we turn for the answers? The Psalms. The Psalms give expression to our emotions. The Psalms express every emotion we might feel. The Psalms are honest, and they hide nothing from God. In the Psalms, we have the heights of praise. In the Psalms, we have the depths of despair. In all times, we can turn here to receive comfort from the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to focus particularly on verse 19 of this chapter. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. The first thing we notice as we turn to Psalm 77 is that the psalmist, in times of trouble, is not afraid to call out to God. When he is in tragedy, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't remain un unmoved by the events around him. He doesn't simply passively say, well, this must be what is supposed to happen. He is affected, and he calls to God. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. He doesn't receive this trouble with some stoic piety, but he is moved. He is moved to call out to God for answers. Why do things like this happen? What's going on in my life that makes this event happen now? When we face tragedy, we, we tend to face those same questions. They come up in our minds. Why is this happening to me? What might I have done differently where I wouldn't be in the situation? What have I done that causes this to happen to me at this time? And it's right to question. It's okay to question. It's okay to have those questions in our hearts as long as we know the answers will not come from within us, but the answers will be found in God and in His Word. The psalmist says, in the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. He looks to God in the day of trouble. Not simply morbid introspection, what have I done? But a cry out to God, God, what are you doing? What's going on here? And even as we cry out to God, verse 1, I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and He will hear me. There is a latent acknowledgement that even in tragedy, God is still in control. That's why we call to Him. A latent acknowledgement, whatever is happening in my life is because there is a God who is in control. We acknowledge God's sovereignty, both in times of joy 
and in times of tragedy. He is always, always there with us. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters. But notice what the psalmist says, that picture of the sea and the waters is a picture in the Psalms of tumult, of trial, of trouble, the fomenting of the waves. But what does he say? He says, your way is through the sea, your path through the water. He acknowledges even when the seas of trial are beating up against us, it is God's way, it is God's path that we are still on. If you are, if you are struggling, if you are in time of, a time of trial and desperate, you are not outside of the sight of your God. It is still His way. It is still His path. The psalmist calls out in verse 4, uh, you hold my eyelids open. He couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep at night. This was so troubling to him. He says, I am so troubled I cannot speak. Didn't even know how to call out. Was speechless is what was taking place. And he says in verse 5, I said, I will remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. When things were better, I'll remember when things were better. Then my spirit made a diligent search. I'm going to remember when things were better, but even when we do that, Reminding ourselves of, of when we were in a better place, even that can lead us to despair. Things were good then. God was with me then. Where is he now? Is he still watching over, watching over me and protecting me? And this leads the psalmist to some very specific questions. Verse 7. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be faithful. He begins to reflect upon the character of God. Will the Lord turn away from me forever? Will he never again be faithful to me? And as he uses these, these absolute type of phrases, never again, will he always do this forever? As he, as he continues to question, you can almost hear the questions the flavor of the question's changing. Verse 8, has his steadfast love forever ceased? The psalmist uses the word steadfast. His steadfast love and forever. Even the question begins to remind him of the character of God. He does have a steadfast love for his children. Are his promises at an end for all time? His promises, which are true and sure, his promises on which we can be assured. It's as if the psalmist says, you know, even as I ask the question, the answer becomes clear to me. Has God forgotten to be gracious? The Lord whose name is gracious, gracious and compassionate. Has he in anger shut up his compassion? He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. The psalmist, even in the questioning, begins to remind himself of the character of God. And so we get to this, this sort of pivot in verse 10, where he says, after, even after answering these questions, then I said, I will appeal to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. 
Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will remember who you are. I'll remember what you've done. I will no longer let this become enslaving me, discouraging me, because you, O oh God, are still in control. I will appeal to your right hand. The God who has always been faithful, the God who will continue to be faithful, the God who does not change. When we think back to God's goodness, we say, that same God, that same God is with me now. Even in this time of trouble, even in this time of trial, your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, your way through the sea. How does he describe that way in verse 13? Your way, O God, is holy. Yes, your way may be through the sea, but your way, O God, is holy. You are holy. You are perfect. You know what is right, and you do what is right. He goes on, what God is great like our God? What God is as great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. It's as if the psalmist now has his vision expanded. When we are in trial, when we are in difficulty, we tend to get so myopic, so narrow in our focus, and all we can see is what's happening to us right now. And the psalmist says, no, we have to see beyond that to a God who is greater than what we can see. We see such a slim slice of life. Yet our God knows the end from the beginning. What God is great like our God? The God who works wonders. You have made known your might among your peoples. We shouldn't be surprised when we can't understand the ways of our God. His ways are beyond our ways. Your way, your holy way, was through the sea, your path through the great waters. He said, yet your footprints were unseen. They, they could not, he could not see at this time what God was doing, what purpose he was accomplishing. But he comes to the place where he can confess, it still is your way and it is your footprints that are leading me. We think of Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God walking along beside us. We don't always see that. We sometimes feel like we're walking it alone. Your footprints are unseen, but you, O oh God, are still leading and are still guiding. Your way was through the sea. Now for Israel, they would be reminded of that in a very real way. When God took Israel out of captivity, when he took them out of Egypt, they would come to the edge of the sea. Ahead of them, water they could not cross. Behind them, the Egyptian army coming after them. They were caught in the middle, trapped between the Egyptians and the sea. And I'm sure that they called out to God, God, what are you doing? God, have you brought us here only to kill us now at the seashore? What did our text say, verse 14? You are a God who works wonders. And that's exactly what God did. 
something they could never have imagined. But God miraculously, wonderfully opens up the sea. Your way was through the sea. A pathway opened up by you. That which seemed like the difficulty became the avenue of our deliverance. Something beyond what they could have imagined. When we find ourselves feeling trapped, feeling caged, we just don't see any way out. We remember our, our eyes are so weak. But we have a God who sees all things, a God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. And if we need a reminder of that, verse 15, you with your arm redeemed your people. You redeemed your people. When we are confronted with our sin, when we have those besetting sins that still cling to us, when the guilt becomes more than we can bear, then we remind ourselves of one who went through the sea for us. We remind ourselves of Jesus Christ. God did something beyond imagination. He sent His own Son to die for us. He sent His own Son to redeem us. He will certainly continue to walk with us. And Jesus Christ takes that penalty, he takes that curse, he goes through the sea, and we, along with him, redeemed. You've redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph, taken through securely. Our God continues to do the same thing. Tonight, if you are overwhelmed by your sin, if the guilt is too heavy to bear, turn, turn to Jesus Christ he is powerful enough. He is strong enough. His blood is pure enough to wash away all our iniquities. Do not despair any longer. Turn to Him and know the joy, the assurance of salvation. He has done marvelous things. What God is a God like our God, so great, so majestic. He works His wonders. He redeems His own people. And in that Jesus Christ, we find all that we need. He, by the power of His Spirit, assures us, comforts us, walks alongside us, even when that way is through the sea, when the path is through the great waters, when God's footsteps are unseen. We know, we confess by faith, He continues, He remains with His people. He will not leave us, He will not forsake us. We have no reason for despair, every reason for hope every reason for confidence. When we face times of difficulty, times of tragedy, we cry out to God. It's okay. It's all right to call aloud to Him, aloud to my God, for He will hear us. In the day of trouble, we will seek the Lord. When we are awake at night, when we don't even exactly know how to pray, we have a God who hears us. We remind ourselves of the character of that God. It may feel like He has forgotten us, but will you, O oh God, spurn us forever? Will you never again be favorable? Will your steadfast love forever cease? Are your promises really at an end? Even as we ask the question, we know our God has not forgotten to be gracious 
He has not let his anger shut up his compassion. He continues to walk with us, to encourage us, and to strengthen us. Your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters. Yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people. If you are here tonight feeling despair, not knowing where to turn, turn to our God through Jesus Christ, the one who continues to lead his people like a flock, watching, providing, caring. We have, we have every reason for assurance. When we feel the despair and the guilt of our sin overwhelming us, turn again to Jesus Christ. Remind yourself of God's character and know that he is a God who will always lead and guide his people. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you for your word, a word that meets us in every situation of our lives, a word that helps us to express our thanksgiving to you in times of joy, a word that gives voice to our pain in times of trial. Lord God, if there are those here tonight who are going through that valley, if there are those tonight who are going through the sea, would you be near unto them, encourage them, and strengthen them? It is your way. It is your path. You are the God in control. You have been and you will continue to lead and guide each and every one of your people. Lord God, strengthen us by your word, encourage us by your word, and help us to go forward in praise to you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.